0: I want to tell you, yes, there's nothing again. There's nothing wrong with the dream house, nothing wrong with the dream vacation, nothing wrong with the degrees. All of that is wonderful, even a God thing. But if your pursuit of those things is to obtain happiness, I'm telling you that you are spending time chasing the wind. You get that degree, and the degree, you can hold it in your hand, and you can see it, and it's wonderful, and you feel that happiness. But that happiness that you get as a result of getting that degree is fleeting. It will slip right through your fingers there one minute and go on the next. And well, it is that time of the day again. Time of the day again. I want to shout out before we get into this word today. I want to shout out all of the the, the wonderful, amazing, anointed. Men of God that came to bring the word over these last three weeks, shout out to Pastor Bob Hazlett, shout out to Pastor Keir, shout out to Pastor James. It's so good to to just have other soldiers in Christ that can come in and knock the ball out of the park um, so that I could just relax and get a word too. So shout out to all of them. Amen. Let's get into this word today. Excited to bring you this word. Let's get into this word. Amen. Let's have a quick time of prayer and jump right in. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to be together. This opportunity, Lord, that I have to bring forth your word. Lord, speak through me, Lord God, in an audible voice. Let it be your voice that they hear through me. I decrease as you increase until there is no me left. Lord, may there be revelation. May there be understanding. And may we grow closer to you as we grow closer to each other in and through your word. Father, may they be engaged, equipped, empowered, and encouraged by this word today to do your will on this earth. Help me, Lord, to declare publicly what you've given me in our secret place. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. And everyone at home said, amen, amen, amen. Let's do this. Let's get into this today. We're going to come into our opening scripture this morning. It's coming out of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 14. 1, verse 14. It says, I have seen... All the works that are done under the sun, and indeed, all is vanity and grasping for the wind. All is vanity and grasping for the wind. Amen. If you're taking notes this morning, and I pray that you are, um, our our message today is called the pursuit. The pursuit of happiness the pursuit of happiness there's so much that is going to go into this word today and I want to I want to get into it listen here's the here's the reality Um, I want to tell you a a, a quick story and as we get into this story this morning I want to share with you how this whole thing turned out and we're going to use this to kind of interweave it throughout throughout our story today so there was one day where um, I was with my youngest son Jalen and I had mashed up all of his food I mashed up all the stuff that that he had to eat today he's not yet he doesn't have a whole mouthful of teeth yet and so I I I put all his veggies and I put all his stuff into a blender and blended it all all up real good we had some broccoli in there we had some just whatever all the good stuff that that he's supposed to have whatever mom put aside and so I'm feeding Jalen his food, and he is loving it, he is enjoying it, he is, is, is wanting more, and then in busts my uh, uh, firstborn son, he walks in from outside, and he's got a lollipop or a candy or something that he had, and so, you know, Jalen, my son, looks up, and he sees this that, that Joshua is eating. Now, Jalen, you don't know a whole lot about candy, but he can tell there's something about what his brother is eating that looks good, and so here I am, with his veggies, and I'm coming and I'm taking it to put it in his mouth, and all of a sudden that which Jalen was enjoying so much, what he was loving to eat so much, all of a sudden he doesn't want that anymore. He sees what his brother is eating, and he wants some of what his brother has. And so so finally his brother comes over and and he gives him some of his candy. Just a little taste. And so once he got a little bit of that taste, you know, Jalen started doing his little happy dance. He starts moving around in his chair. He's super excited, right? And then then it's like, okay, that's enough of that. It's time for you to start eating the vegetables that I have for you. And again, he doesn't want to have anything to do with these veggies. All he wants is that candy. I'm going to come back to that story for a moment. Because there's a reason why I'm giving that little anecdote. The reality is there's a whole lot of us that are very similar to Jalen in that situation as it, pertains, as it pertains to life. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But for now, I want to discuss the, the words of, of one, the famous words of one Thomas Jefferson. of One Thomas Jefferson. Listen, the United States Declaration of, Imp- of Independence. Thomas Jefferson penned the famous line, that reads this, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Listen, in our world today, It seems like most people, they spend the majority of their lives, if not all of their lives, chasing after this happiness, that's de- that's described here. Listen, the reality is that there are so many that feel that maybe just maybe if, if they could if they can get a certain amount of degrees, if they could just get one more degree. Yeah, I got a bachelor's, but maybe if I get a master's, if they, yeah, I got a master's, but, but maybe if I get a Ph.D. And, and, and on and on and on and they get as many degrees as they possibly can, then maybe just maybe if I have all of those degrees, then then I'll be then I'll be happy. You know the story. Maybe then I'll be happy. Maybe it's not degrees for, for others that they feel like if they can just make just enough money and get their credit just right, that they can finally purchase that dream home, that dream home that they saw on HGTV, that dream home that they see one time when they're when they're driving on their way home and they and they saw this house. And they said, Man, if I could just make enough money, if I could just save up enough money, if I can get my credit good enough, I can purchase that house. And then finally, and you might not say it in your mind, you might not say it out loud, but there's a subconscious thought in your mind that says, man, then I will be, I'll be happy. I'll be, I'll be happy. Some spend thousands upon thousands of dollars, you know, maybe not now because we're in the middle of a, a pandemic or in a pandemic, but some spend thousands upon thousands of dollars planning the perfect vacation. If I could just plan the perfect vacation and I'm away from all the noise of life for just long enough, when I come back, I'll be happy if I could just sit beachside for long enough if I can just sit somewhere else for long enough then then I can come back refreshed and I'll be I'll be happy listen the hardcore truth is this for everyone that says if if they could just save up enough money and get their credit just right to purchase that dream home they'll be happy the reality is they're right they probably will be happy for the one that, that says they want to go and, and, and get that get that vacation. And don't get me wrong, dream homes and vacations and all of those things are wonderful. They're good. They're even healthy in some cases. But the reality is that everybody, those people who go to, to chase after that house, yes, it's, it's gonna make them happy. You better believe it. Yeah, that perfect vacation is gonna make them happy. You you better you better believe it. Those degrees, when you walk across that stage, I've never seen anybody receive a degree upset and mad dragging their feet. No, they're pumping their fists in celebration with big smiles on their faces. You better believe that degree is going to make them happy. They're right. Going after those things, they will experience happiness. And there is nothing wrong with those things. They will experience happiness. Now, here's the problem, though, family. Here's the problem. The problem is this. Although happiness was achieved by those people who who went after those things, you quickly find Anything from a rainy day to a a call from the doctor or to a conversation, it can just take all of that happiness away in one fell swoop. In a moment, all that happiness, all, all the time that you spent trying to get that degree to achieve that happiness, in and, and one moment, that happiness that you feel can be swiped away. However long it took you to get that degree, that happiness is still fleeting. However long it took you to get that dream home, God bless you, you got your dream home, that's wonderful, but one phone call can mess up the happiness that you got from getting that phone call, and so on and so forth. That's the problem, that's the problem. A rainy day comes and suddenly all the happiness you were experiencing that your favorite Disney park gets washed away I, I'll never forget when, when, when Pastor Asia and I were, were younger we went to Disney and we, we, we spent some money, went down to Disney just her and I and we went and you know all the wonder and everything of it we were there and we were experiencing it and it was wonderful and we were seeing all the, 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 the parks and going on all the rides and all of a sudden just torrential rain if you're in Florida or you've been to Florida you know it rains just about every single day It rains just about every single day. But this thing, it rained, and it rained, and then it rained some more. And after it was done raining, it rained some more to the point where we weren't even able to enjoy the things that we had planned because it got washed all the money that we spent to go down there and all the happiness we were looking forward to (laughs) achieving. We didn't achieve. The rain literally washed away our, our happiness. The phone call from your doctor can bring frustrating news about your blood work and suddenly the happiness that your dream house brought you doesn't really amount to much anymore. You see, the reality family is that that happiness that you got from that degree, that house, that vacation, whatever it is, that happiness is fleeting. In one quick moment, that happiness can be gone. The book of Ecclesiastes it says this in our opening scripture. It says, I have seen, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And indeed, all is vanity. All is vanity and a grasping, a grasping for the wind. It's a grasping for the wind. Listen, I love how this scripture puts it because I think it is super." Accurate. The, the author of Ecclesiastes is super accurate in the analogy that he uses to describe, you know, a chasing after the stuff in, in in this world. It perfectly describes it. You see, the reality is you can feel wind. Lord knows living in the northeast in February, you can feel wind. You can feel that cold wind slicing your face. It feels like razors on your face. You can feel the wind, no, no, no doubt about it. And and the reality is you can even chase after the direction that the wind is going. The wind is going that way. You can chase after it. But the reality is it's one of those things where you, you can see, you can feel it, and you can even see the direction that it's going, but you can never catch it. If you ever try to grab hold of wind, it just slips through your fingers to the point where you would seem insane trying to, to grab wind. It slips through your fingers. It's, it's just the way it, it, it works. You can feel it, you can even chase after it, but you can't catch it. It blows away and dissipates in an instant. The pursuit results in fatigue and wasted time. You will be committed. If you spend time literally running after the wind, trying to catch it, it's a, a fight in, in futility, or an activity that ends with nothing, such as the case with the pursuit of happiness family. It's all chasing the wind. It's all chasing the wind. If if you are, are pursuing things for the purpose of being happy, I want to tell you, yes, there's nothing again. There's nothing wrong with the dream house. Nothing wrong with the dream vacation. Nothing wrong with the degrees. All of that is wonderful. Even a God thing. All of that is wonderful. But if your pursuit of those things is to obtain happiness, I'm telling you that you are spending time chasing the wind. However long you have been chasing after those things to be happy, I'm telling you now just like the author in Ecclesiastes is saying it's chasing the wind you get that degree and the degree you can hold it in your hand and you can see it and it's wonderful and you feel that happiness but that happiness that you get as a result of getting that degree is fleeting it will slip right through your fingers there one minute and gone the next and so on and so forth it is chasing the wind chasing after happiness is chasing the wind it will slip through your fingers. Now, I am not trying to say to you this morning that happiness is satanic. No, I'm not saying that. Happiness is a wonderful thing. We all desire to be happy. It's a good thing to be happy, but I want to point out some very specific points as it pertains to happiness that can that can mess you up if you don't if you don't get it. Mess you up if you don't get it. I want to go back to my precious Jalen for a moment. My precious Jalen is there and he's He's eating his vegetables, and in comes Joshua, and he's got his candy. Jalen's attention goes to the candy, and he no longer wants any of these vegetables. And so his brother gives him a taste of the candy, and now he really doesn't want to go back to the vegetables. Now I dare ask you this question. Do you think that Jalen was happy when he was eating that candy? Well, you're not sure I can show you. Let's show them this pic. You determine for me if you think Jalen was happy or not. Take a look at this picture, and you'll see. Jalen is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, he's happy. I'm not sure if we have it, but, but whether we have it or not, I just want you to imagine, imagine Jalen there smiling, smiling from ear to ear. He's doing his happy dance. He's going back and forth, and the reality is this. In that moment... He was more happy than happy could be. Now, here's the point I want to give to you. The point I want to give to you is this. That vegetables, those vegetables that I had all blended up for him, those the vegetables were more better for him than the candy that was making him happy. Those vegetables were of more nutrients, they were more life-giving, they were more healthy, they were going to give him more energy, it's better for his body, all of those different things. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing for that. that that's inside of those fruits and those vegetables that I have blended. But that did not matter to Jalen. In that moment, all he wanted was the candy. And when he got the candy, what was he? He was more than happy. He was happy. Happy. What's your point, Pastor Jason? What is it? What does this have to do with me and my life? I'm not choosing candy over vegetables. Here's the reality. If you don't hear anything else that I'm saying today, I want you to hear this. The reality is this. Bad things can make you happy. Bad things can make you happy. My son was happy when he got the candy that was full of sugar and full of red dye number four, this, that, and other, and God knows what else is in it. He was happy when he was eating that candy. More so than when he had his vegetables. Family, bad things, bad things can make you can make you Happy. Bad things can get you, can make you happy. Listen, don't. I don't want you to, to to get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that that it's a sin to be to be happy. Of course not. Of course, I'm not saying that it's a sin to be happy. But I need to help you understand that happiness is not directly tied to the spirit. Happiness is not directly tied to the spirit. It's not. Happiness is not directly tied to the spirit, and as a result. It can lead you on a chase to find it outside of God's will. Anytime something is not directly tied to God and comes from God, then that means that you will at times have to leave God in order to obtain it. Anything that is of God, you will find in God. I need to say it again. Anything that is of God, you will find in God. And so you don't have to go outside of God's will. You don't have to go backwards to get it. You don't have to go off to the side or off to the wilderness to get it. If it is of God, you will find it in God. And as you continue to pursue God, it will be made readily available to you. You don't have to go anywhere else to find it. Family happiness, happiness. Yes, there are some things of God that will make you happy, but it is not direct directly tied to God. Well, Pastor Jason, I don't know if I agree with you. I think, I think it's a wonderful thing to be happy, and I would agree with you, but I'm telling you that happiness is not directly tied to God. Let me, let me explain this a little bit further. In, in David's life, King David's life, there's a point in Scripture that you may be familiar with. It. There's a point in Scripture where King David has experienced many victories in battle. Yes, now he's the anointed king and he's moving forward and he's experienced many victories in battle. And so there's one point in time where where they're out and they are at war and David is there in his kingdom. And he goes out and y'all know the story. He looks out and he sees Bathsheba bathing and he sees her. And in that moment, he says, my gosh, I want that woman. I want to lay with her. Send some men out to go and get her. Brings Bathsheba up to his room and he lays with her. And this is a married woman. Now, I want to say this. I I wasn't there. Lord knows I wasn't there. Many weren't there, but David and Bathsheba. But I guarantee you that in that moment, David was happy. I guarantee you that when he looked out off, off of his, off of his, from his room window and he saw Bathsheba bathing naked, he was happy. I guarantee you that when Bathsheba entered into his room and David knew exactly what he had planned to do, I'm I'm willing, I, I bet you that David was happy when she accepted his advances and when he lay with her, he was happy. He was happy. Family, I'm trying to point out to you that bad things, bad things can make you happy happy bad things can put you in a, in a in a really crazy situation and so the reality is in this moment david was chasing after happiness he was chasing after after happiness he had already uh, uh, won so many different wars and, and uh, wars and he was already loved by people throughout the land and, and in this moment he sees Bathsheba and getting her was going to make him happy because he was on this pursuit of happiness he had to chase after it outside of god's will This is what I mean when I say that happiness is not directly tied to God. That's how you know that you can go and find happiness by doing things that are not of God because it is not directly tied to God. Y'all know the story after after sleeping with Bathsheba. There's a a moment in, in, in scripture where she comes back to him and she lets him know that she's with child. This is bad because now this is going to get out. David has slept with a married woman, and and, and now she's pregnant. It's going to come back to him some way, somehow. And so what does he do? He sends her husband out to the front lines of the most vicious war, literally commits murder, chasing after Happiness puts himself in this situation and long story short if you go and you read your scriptures you'll see that there's a moment where where David doesn't even recognize the error in his ways. He was so stuck on happy that he didn't even recognize the error in his ways and so God sends a prophet Nathan to come up to him and gives him an analogy and he's explaining to him this is the situation. This is you. You have done wrong. You are the one who have taken from somebody who, 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 who does not have much. You've taken even what he head you are the one that has done this you have done wrong david goes to to repent and god reveals to him as a result of you chasing after happiness chasing after the wind outside of my will your son is coming home with me he will pass away and in spite of his fasting and his prayer god's word did not return to him void david's son was taken in that moment i'm trying to tell you today in a world that is trying to get you to chase after happiness with everything you have, trying to chase after happiness, happiness in all different ways, in all different forms, you don't believe me, just turn on the television and you'll see all the people that are trying to tell you, if you just get this product, you'll be happy. If you just take this pill, you'll be happy. If you just go to this place, you'll be happy. And some of the, I'm not saying all those things are the devil, but what I am saying is that, that, that happiness is not directly tied to God, and so as a result, you have to find it sometimes outside of his will. And trying to find happiness outside of his will is like chasing the wind. You can feel it, and you can even see the direction it's taking you, but you can't grab it. It's fleeting. It slips right through your fingers. In the moment where David's son was dead, he found out David's son was dead, he was covered in ashes and sackcloth. And this is what you, what you did. It was custom at that time when you were pressing into God or when you were very sad or very distressed. That sin, that happiness that David experienced when he lay with Bathsheba, the happiness that, that he might have gotten when, when, when he was able to cover up his tracks by, by sending her husband out to war, it was all fleeting. It was all fleeting because in that moment, he's covered in ashes and wearing sackcloth, and his son is gone. It's chasing, it's chasing the wind. Family, the, the same quest for, for happiness is why so many, why it's so difficult uh, to convince your friend to get out of that bad relationship. Some of us have have been in that place before where you're trying to convince your friend this isn't the relationship that you should be in, that you you shouldn't be with this girl. I'm telling you, this girl, she's no good for you. I believe that God has a Proverbs 31 woman for you, man. You're getting all caught up in how she looks and getting all caught up in how she says it's not a good thing. I'm telling you, there's some things that she's doing. You might not see it right now, but she's leading you in a direction that you don't want to go, man. This isn't good for you. Yeah, but I'm happy. Why can't you be happy for me? (laughs) Chasing happiness ladies you know the story you've got a girlfriend and you're trying to tell her that, listen man this guy that you're with he's no good he's no good he's he's cheating on you or or he or he's saying things and he's getting you to a place where where, where you're afraid of him and it looks like he one day he's just gonna go off and and hit you and i don't want that to happen and, and it's so hard to convince that sister that she needs to leave and get away from this relationship why because in her mind she has chased after happy and she's still in this quest and this pursuit of happiness and she's trying to find it outside of God's will that's why sometimes they can't they can't see it they can't see it being misled by the fleeting and shallow happiness of being with that person has got them all caught up they can't see God's will they can't see the consequences all they see is an opportunity to be happy bad things family can make you happy. This is why when you drive by Popeyes and you're on that diet, your mouth starts watering. You drive by Wendy's or McDonald's or or you see somebody at Red Lobster and they butter all over their lobster and you want that? But I guarantee you if you order that lobster or you stop at Popeyes or wherever it is that you want to go and you eat that food that you know is no good for you your tongue is happy, your stomach is happy, you are happy and you think nobody can see you doing your I got my Popeye sandwich dance in your car and you're happy and all is well even though that what you're eating is no good for you, bad things, family, can make you happy. You better believe this is why sin is such a challenge for this world, because sin can make you happy. Listen, there are addicts that are out there that we must continue to press in and pray for, but I have seen seen addicts on their quest to get that next high, and when they get that opportunity to get that next high, when they see the opportunity to get that next high, and they obtain that narcotic, they obtain that drug you better believe that they are happy their flesh is happy because now we get to get high again and we don't have to think about whatever we've been running from all of our lives we can just spend the next couple of moments high we're going to be happy getting high it is a true happiness but it comes from sin how can that happen because happiness is not directly connected to to God, and as a result, sometimes you have to find it outside of God's will, family, bad things can make you happy. You see, in life's most challenging, most challenging moments, you want to be able to operate only in what His spirit can provide, because your your flesh and all that happiness will turn on you. And it will turn on God when things get get tough. When things get tough. That's why I'm, I'm leery of happy Christians. Happy Christians are not really grounded in anything super real and unshakable. As we just discovered, bad things can make you happy and happiness is fleeting. And so when the persecutions come, Not if, but when the persecutions come, I can guarantee you that all the happy Christians will be nowhere to be found. Why? Because they are no longer happy. They're no longer happy, and happiness is fleeting all the time. They've been, they've been Christian by convenience, and convenience makes them happy. And so when difficult times come, and when it becomes less and less popular to be a Christian, they're no longer happy, and they are nowhere to be found. I'm, I'm telling you, this is, this is the reality. I'm leery of Christians that are only happy. They are, they, are, they are as fleeting as the happiness that they've been chasing after. This is the reality. I'm just going to keep it real with you this morning. When the persecution comes, happy Christians will renounce their faith. Happy Christians will curse God when things don't go their way. Happy Christians will turn their back on you the moment you have to tell them what they need to hear versus what they want to hear. You got to tell them something. They may not want to hear it, but it's the truth, and you're saying it in love. And you want them to walk away from maybe the error that they're in. And you tell them what they need to hear versus what they want to hear. And as a result of them hearing it, they're not happy with you. And so they cut you off and continue on their pursuit of happiness. Happy Christians are as fleeting as their happiness is. So family of chasing after happiness is like chasing the wind. Should we embrace being dejected and sad? No, of course not. There's there, there are a few things more frustrating to me than seeing a Christian. How you doing? I'm barely making it. Hey man, what's going on with you? Hey man, I. Hey man, what, what's new? What's fantastic? I, I just I'm barely making. I don't even know. So I'm not saying that that, that happiness is, is a sin. I am saying that that because it's not directly tied to God, you have to sometimes find it outside of God. But, I, but I'm also not saying that you need to be dejected and sad all the time. Child of God, you've got a reason to rejoice. Child of God, you have every reason on the planet and every reason in heaven to be somebody who is uplifted and uplifting. You have every reason in the world to have a smile on your face. You have every reason in the world to have a strength in your stride. In spite of Anything that is taking place on this earth, the reality is you've got a reason to rejoice. So, no, no, I'm not telling you to go chase after happiness at all costs. Absolutely not. But I'm also not telling you to go ahead and be dejected and sad and lowly all the time. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am telling you is to be in pursuit of joy. Be in pursuit of joy. There is a stark difference between happiness and joy. And if you didn't know that, I want to let you know that today. We want to break it down for you. Break it down. Joy is what you should be after. So what should take the place of this happiness? Scripture makes it plain and clear to us. Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. It says this, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is what? The fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. John chapter 17, verse 13. It says this, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my happiness within them. No, that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says this, may the God of hope fill you with all happiness and peace. And no, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to end, end with this, family. Here's the, the reality. Church, you you must be in pursuit of God. I know this may sound cliche to some people, but I'm telling you, for those of us that are are mature in the word and mature in the Lord, if you're not careful, you can still find yourself being tempted to chase after the wind. I'm encouraging you today, chase after, chase after God. Like your life depends on it, because it does. In the presence of God, there's a fullness of that which is much better than happiness, and that is joy. You see because joy is of God and from God you can't find it outside of God. Understand this. This, this is what the addict is searching for at the end of the syringe it's the joy that can only be found in Christ Jesus what the, what the drunkard is looking for at the bottom of that bottle of whiskey, hoping that if he could just take enough chunks somewhere in that mix of whiskey, there's some there's some joy on the inside of there, and maybe if he could just get to the bottom of this bottle, he'll finally be at peace. But another bottle of whiskey is gone, another bottle of Jack is emptied, and he only finds himself again tired from chasing after the wind. It's joy, family. Characteristics of joy. Joy is in no way, shape, or form tied to the flesh. There's a saying that that we like to say, "Is the family of Christ, the body of Christ, my joy, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. And so when you are abiding in God, and this is why Galatians talks about the fruit of his spirit. The fruit of his spirit is this joy. It's this joy. It can't be shaken. It can't be taken away. And this is why I, I said to the, to the family that was, that was uh, on, on the prayer line with me, on early morning prayer on Facebook Live with me, Together, we rejoiced in the things of God, and we called God what he was and and who he is and who he will continue to be. What were we doing? We were expressing our joy. No, everything is not perfect. Everything isn't all right. Everything isn't all peachy and wonderful and a a walk through the roses. No, there are so many challenges that we go through. But that's one of the beautiful things about being a Christian is that we're we're not cut off from all the things that everybody else in this world deals with. Still got to deal with the pandemic, still dealing with some areas of lack, still dealing with with family members that don't talk to each other, still dealing with tough financial times, still dealing with inner city violence. We got to deal with it just like everybody else. But the difference is while the rest of the world deals with it by chasing the wind, we deal with it by chasing after God. And I guarantee you that as you continue to walk in the things of God, those people who are in the world who don't know Jesus, when they're killing over and they're out of breath and they can't take another step because no matter how fast they run and no matter how quick they are, that happiness keeps slipping through their fingers. They're going to look up and they're going to see you walking with a strength in your stride. And they're going to wonder from which way Come with your help. How can you still be smiling? And we've been in a pandemic for almost a year now. My joy, it comes from an unfailing God. And because it is of God, I can't find it outside of God. You've got to come into his presence where the fullness of joy is. Family only righteousness can bring you joy. Bad things will never bring you joy. That's the thing about happiness. Good things can make you happy, but so can bad things. With joy, bad things will never bring you joy because it's of God. Unlike happiness, pursuing joy is not chasing the wind. It's stable. It's unmoving. It's undeterred by life situations. And it's found only in Christ. You'll never find it being promiscuous between the sheets of a stranger's bed. You'll never find it obtaining as much money as you possibly can find. It is in and only through Jesus Christ. Be in pursuit of joy. And the joy that can only be found in Jesus Christ. I pray for you. Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you for everybody that is hearing my voice right now. I pray in the matchless name of Jesus that if they've ever misstepped and somewhere along the way they were encouraged or made the decision to chase after happiness, to be in pursuit of happiness. And they have been in pursuit of it outside of your will, just trying, just trying to catch it, trying to grab hold of it. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, that in your still small voice, that you pull them back, that they hear you calling them back, calling them back from the road that they've taken that leads to death. Calling them back to the road that is less, less frequently traveled, but leads to life. In the name of Jesus, in pursuit of you, and joy is a byproduct of being in your presence. For in your presence, there is a fullness of joy. I pray in the matchless name of Jesus, oh God, that everyone hearing my voice right now, I decree and declare, Lord God, that they just get a a praise perspective. Lord God, where they recognize, Heavenly Father God, that because of the joy that you have given us, Lord God, no matter what happens in this life, we're still able to stand. No matter what happens in this life, we're still able to walk. No matter what happens in this life, we're still able to run. And not only stand, walk, and run, but with a smile on our face, with the hope of glory on the inside of us with the joy of salvation oh Father God on the inside of us Lord God I thank you right now Lord God that some are going to have a week and a month and a year and and a remainder of their life like they've never had before as they are in pursuit of you and your joy have thine own way in the matchless name of Jesus we pray amen listen if you heard this word today and something about it, it just reached you to your core. And you're feeling like today is is the day where you realize that you've been running and chasing after happiness with everything you have. Maybe you spent a good portion of your life just trying to be happy. And you've been wondering why, why is it that every time I run after being happy, I always find myself being disappointed. Well, that's because happiness is not what you should be chasing after. And you're recognizing it right now that your happiness can be found in Christ Jesus. And you're just one prayer away, or your joy can be found in Christ Jesus. And you're just one prayer away from being in his presence, from being able to walk and indulge in all the fruits of his spirit, one of which is joy. Can you just pray with me real quick? Repeat after me if this is you. Father, here I am, Lord. I have been chasing after things that make me happy. And today I realize that in pursuit of happiness, I found myself like one who is chasing the wind. It just slips right through my fingers. And I feel that all the time that I spent chasing after it has been wasted. But today I recognize. That I have found something better than happiness that is fleeting. But I have found you, Christ Jesus. And I recognize that your hope of glory, it can bring me a joy that is unshakable. A joy that the world can't take away. A joy that life cannot snatch up through all of its ups and downs. But in order to obtain that joy and in order to really indulge in your presence in which the fullness of joy is, I need to repent and turn away from a life of sin. And so right now, Father, I come before you to say, forgive me, wash me, and cleanse me in your redeeming blood. Lord, I believe that you suffered, that you died, and were buried. And on the third day, you rose again in fulfillment of the scriptures. And have ascended into heaven and are seated at the right hand of the Father. And you're interceding for me. You're praying for me. And you have given me the gift of your Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me, to love me, to correct me, to empower me, and to give me joy. Unspeakable joy. Lord God, on this day, you are mine. Finally, I am yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, family. Listen, if you prayed that prayer today and you meant it with all of your heart, I want to say to you, welcome. Welcome to the kingdom. Welcome. Welcome to joy. Welcome to peace and goodness and faithfulness and all the fruits of his spirit. Listen, if you have any questions, please uh, uh, email us at info at rocknewhaven.org. We would love to see you. And come and check us out. Everybody, come check us out. February 21st, our first in-person service. Register at rocknewhaven.org. I love you all. Until I see you again, love God, love yourself, love each other. God bless.